Hi everyone, welcome back to Giant Talk, the world's first OKR podcast in partnership with Koan, the dedicated OKR platform. I'm Jenny, your Giant Talk host, and today we're bringing you another episode of our OKR toolkit. Today we're going to be talking all about OKRs and how they're better by design. With me, I have Roger today, who's the founder of Therby Giants, and I'm not going to ask you to do an intro, but if you can just say hi. Hello. <laughs> um, so we'll jump straight into the episode, if that's okay, Roger. Um, so when we say OKRs are better by design, what do we mean? So uh, what we saw a lot in the early days of OKRs were people going, oh my God, this will change the world for us. <laughs> Start writing our goals uh, uh, in an OKR structure, in an OKR way, and everything will change. Well, I'm sorry, but it's not a silver bullet just to do that. Um, sure, you may get clearer on things, uh, but then what's the point in writing a load of OKRs and then doing nothing with them? Mm. You know, They only have influence if they are regularly used, so to speak. I would say, you know, put to work is probably the term I would say. So it really pays to just pause before you take that leap. Um, so think about, right, we're going to get these OKRs. We're going we're to put time, we're going to invest time and effort and resource in creating these OKRs. How are we going to use them? And the really, really key thing is to make sure that they're used in a way that was different to how objectives have previously been used. You know, any most management by objective approaches that, are, you know, MBOs can yeah. go all the way back to Drucker in the 50s. Um, so, you know, objectives are nothing new, but what is different about OKRs is the way in which they are used, you know, with the need for organisations to be far more uh, agile and adaptive because, there's so much volatility and certainty and, and also opportunity out there that they need to be able to realign really quickly around perhaps a new priority. <clears throat> and just writing your okay, you, you know, your goals as OKRs is, does not do that. There's a lot of other stuff which needs to be wrapped around it. So it's what we call kind of like the OKR framework. Now, the thing is, there's no one single uh, correct framework for every single organization. Yeah. In our experience, it's a bit of an 80 20 thing. You know, 80% is probably common from one organization to another when working with OKRs, but it's that final 20% which is which makes all the difference. And it makes OKRs work for them. It's their way of doing OKRs because they'll have their own uh, internal processes, for instance, like about. Uh, for instance, organisations of, of a certain size will probably start to have a defined strategic planning cycle that yeah. spans the year. So it would make a lot of sense for OKRs to kind of coordinate with that, yeah? Uh, but not every organisation has the same planning cycle. So, mm -hmm. you know, you have, to have, you have to have scope to be able to tweak and tailor this. And also, as well... As part of the, you know, the, the the design of what we call the playbook, which you know is the deliverable of this de design process, which becomes really the the first version, because I would always expect it to evolve, uh, but the first version of the OKR Bible for that organisation. Um, 
it should also capture as to why we're using OKRs mm. and what we want to achieve by using OKRs and how they're going to be different for us from what we've done previously. So there's there's kind of an important messaging piece around it as well, which is uh, really important for the early stages of change management to make sure that we're, we're really getting the right messages out there uh, about to, to create, you know, you're creating a compelling reason for why, mm. why people should care about this and why they should give it time and attention and focus. Yeah. So, yeah, that's what we mean. It's kind of intentional use of OKRs rather than just writing them and expecting them to change the world by themselves. Yeah, I guess it's that kind of almost writing them, expecting them to work, but you're just potentially wasting a lot of time if you've not planned it. Yeah. Um, so we mentioned you mentioned a playbook and you kind of answered the question there. So why would it be a mistake not to have a playbook? Well, the playbook becomes, you know, like I said, the Bible. So mm. it's the, the, the document that captures this is how we're doing OKRs in our organisation. You know, I'll give you an example. Um, uh, the cadence, the frequency of discussion. Um, we uh, have worked with some organisations. Mo- most OKR um, uh, 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 implementations, projects, and, and and even you know the books and so on. Most of them talk about quarterly cadence, and you know I would some, probably say ninety percent probably opt for a quarterly cadence. Mm. However, we have worked with some organisations that have. Uh, elected to go for a four-month cadence instead of a three-month cadence. Mm. That means they have three cycles in the year instead of four. Now, they saw benefit in that because they felt that having a four-month cycle gave them, it gave the teams a little bit longer, a bit more of a runway, if you will, to actually get their teeth into whatever the OKRs were focusing on. Mm. And they felt that perhaps they weren't in a in a in a in an area or a space which was necessarily that volatile or that unpredictable. That they actually needed that you know those four kind of resets in a year. They could quite comfortably do with three. Um, so that is an option. That's where that's where you can flex, and it's not that mm. it's not doing OKRs wrong. That's doing it in the right way for that organisation. And you know what? They get to the end of the year and ref- and do their retrospective on how the OKRs have worked as a process for them over the year. If they decide they want to go down, you know, switch it to to, to four cycles instead of three cycles in the year in the following year, they do it. Mm. You know, it, it is about doing it in the right way for that particular organisation, and that's what's captured in the playbook. Yeah, because otherwise, without that, and this is what I saw in particular with one client where, you know, there was there, there was a the 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 the, uh, the board level team were a bunch of highly intellectual folk, understandably, you know, because they were at very senior level, and they were wanting to soak up everything that they could find and everything that they could read about OKRs, and that was great in terms of their enthusiasm, but. Unfortunately, the consequence of that was we had literally uh, about 12 different views on how OKR should work, mm. what they should use them for and how they should use them and yada, yada, yada. By creating the playbook, you're also 
capturing that consensus, you building that consensus, and then kind of documenting that consensus. So there's no confusion when someone in the organisation says, what are we using OKRs for? Mm. There's no confusion as to the answer of that question. Um, another example, excuse me, another example um, of where I've seen uh, confusion because, because that question hasn't been clarified is that uh, some teams may decide to use it to use OKRs to uh, 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 help them uh, manage, uh, you know, the activities which we would recommend they use for, which is, you know, activities which are going to drive growth, yeah. or change or transformation. So uh, uh, the, the other type of activity being, you know, regular, repeatable, operational run rate activity. And we see some teams using them for those as well. And the, one of the things that we spend quite a bit of time, you know, working through with the client is what do you want to use them for? Because, you know, we encourage clients to think of OKRs as a scarce resource. You wouldn't, you know, you don't, you don't allocate money to every single department they, they're given distinct budgets that they have to keep within and, and okrs if you like are your budget for attention and focus mm. <laughs> so you, you you know don't uh, attention and focus isn't unlimited i, I wish it was but <laughs> Uh, and so, therefore, use it sparingly. Use it. Fo- focus those OKRs on, on on the activities which are going to drive the greatest value for the organisation over the next three to four months. Because that's what's going to help you achieve your priorities. Not focusing your OKRs on, you know, regular repeatable activities. Mm. Which, to be honest, a, a KPI would probably uh, uh, do just as well as. So. So, so yeah. So there's that. That's that. I would say, you know, there's a few reasons there, but those those I would say are the principal reasons for having having the playbook. Coan is a purpose built solution for managing your OKRs. Helps your team achieve their objectives and key results. Helps them get aligned and it helps them stay engaged. Shared spreadsheets simply don't scale when you're using OKRs properly, and you're not going to have a maximum impact with them. But with Coan, you can scale your OKRs right across your entire company keeping your team super motivated and moving everybody in the right direction. Roger, what's one of your favourite features about Koan? So the thing that I really love about Koan and have done ever since uh, I first saw it was how it really puts the conversation around OKRs at the heart of the system and it really helps stimulate that, which obviously brings really good collaboration. You know, they've got this uh, reflections feature which uh, helps uh, individuals really prepare for the uh, the team conversation which is going to come up where the collaboration is going to take place so I, 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 that would definitely be the thing for me which is the the killer feature of the system yeah i think from what you're kind of saying and just trying to sum up really from my point of view it feels like it's almost like the pathway on your journey of okrs and like you say it being the okr bible but it also then works to inspire and help people, other people within the organisation that maybe haven't been involved in potentially a pilot um, to understand kind of why you're moving forward with the with OKRs. So, um, so in terms of what should be included in an OKR playbook, what, what are the kind of main things? So, I mean, the, the, the way that we structure it is that we, uh, there are four OKR superpowers, 
so to speak, as we call them, uh, commit and focus, align and connect, track for accountability and stretch for amazing. And so we, to start off with kind of structure uh, the, the playbook around how you're going to uh, achieve those as an organisation, okay? And there's a number of questions that we have, which we take teams through, which 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 help them kind of work through uh, the, the, the the principles in, in relation to that. And then there's some critical points for agreement, which are things like, you know, why OKRs, what the success measures are for OKRs, what they will and won't focus on, like I just mentioned. Um, uh, and then um, the, we also challenge them to think about how they're going to manage the change around OKRs. So we get them to think about, um, you know, the, the ch- perhaps some organisations have their own change management methodology. Don't we've we've got no one that's been specifically designed for uh, implementing OKRs, which they can use as a blueprint if they wish. Um, and also, uh, uh, for some organisations who have a defined set of values, um, it's also looking at how your OK how you use OKRs could be a way of demonstrating your values yeah. you know we find that quite a few organizations that um, use okrs often share similar values because they're looking to okrs to help them with things like you know transparency accountability uh, collaboration those sorts of things so we we tend to see quite a lot of uh, of commonality around those values and if they've got those their values uh you know really properly uh, implemented in the organisation to the extent where maybe they're evaluating performance against those values. Mm-hmm. You know, we wanted to see evidence of these of, of people and teams, you know, living and breathing and demonstrating these values. Then OKRs often can be a source of evidence for that. Yeah. So it's about getting them to think about right. Okay, perhaps we have got a set of values, and perhaps they are involved in some sort of. Uh, evaluation of, of performance in some way. So, therefore, perhaps we need to we need to in, in that process, you know, signpost how people are working with their OKRs as being a potential source of evidence, if you will. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's that's one of that's one of the others. And then we we go into perhaps a little bit more like the nuts and bolts, which is right. Okay, so what's your cadence going to be? Um, what's that going to look like um, over a quarter in the full year, um, and and also what's what's the what's the structure you're going to have? How many levels are you going to have? Um, and and what are you calling those levels? Because different organisations, mm-hmm. you know, we worked with one organisation that decided to call their 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 their, their top level, uh, their most important, their business level OKRs. They wanted to call them anchors. Mm-hmm. Okay, fine. Mm-hmm. And then they chose, I think, to call their three months stepping stones. Fine, that's yeah. that's your decision. If that if that's if that's terminology that works for you in your organisation and it means something, then great. Yeah, then great. Um, uh, and uh, so we, you know, working through that and then looking at um, uh, how they uh, uh, how 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 the check ins work and then what happens between one cycle and another, one quarter or another, perhaps. Um, how do you do that? What's what are the activities and so on and so forth? So it 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 it, it kind of starts big, you know, and then kind of funnels down into mm. the detail. If you see what I mean, mm. it, it's it's important that it does that because without that, um, 
you know, think like I say, it leaves it open for uh, a wide variety of interpretations. Yeah. Uh, and um, in this particular instance, we found that that's counterproductive. You know, you want it's it's a cliche, but you want everyone to be on the same page. And going through this activity to then produce the playbook really helps with that alignment of, mm. of and, and, and purpose for OKRs and, and, and hopefully practice. Yeah, it's really interesting. I know it's something you said there about like that organization using the kind of like anchors, anchors and stepping stones. And something we spoke about in one of the earlier episodes of the toolkit was like using the language that's right for your organization because organizations are so different. So what inspires a team in one organization necessarily won't inspire a team in another organization. So it makes complete sense. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and also, also what inspires one team in the same organization yeah. might be different to another team in that mm. same organization. So there's even a degree of personalization, you know, from team to team. So mm. Really important, yeah. Um, so are there any top tips you would share when it comes to writing a playbook for OKR implementation? Uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Get us to help. <laughs> <laughs> I've already kind of mentioned some of the questions that we we explore, but, you know, at, at a high level, it's, you know, cover off the why do you want to use them, how do you want to use them, um, and, uh, and, and then kind of, think about the uh, the practicalities around them mm. because you want to see new routines you want to see new behaviors you know like i said at the beginning of the conversation you know okrs are being you know, organizations are looking to okrs because they need to become more agile and adaptive and and and, and so on and without that doesn't happen without the regular conversations mm. If you just leave it for the for the regular conversations to happen organically, hmm, hit and miss, and you'll probably find that OKRs will be set, forgotten about, and then there'll be a big panic at the end of the quarter because you know people are trying to remember what was originally agreed to and, and yeah. trying to update things. Um, so yeah, think about the practicalities about how you're going to use them, and that might seem. It might seem a bit draconian, like you're, you know, right, everybody's going to work on a, on a weekly cadence or a fortnightly cadence. Um, it, it, the, the point is that if you're going to have regular updates, you need everything to be synchronised, mm. right, because the data is captured at, at, at team level, which is then hopefully put into a system, which is then reviewed perhaps maybe at monthly level at, at C-suite and so on and so forth, which then leads into a quarterly uh, uh, checking against the annual OKRs and so on and so forth. So there's a whole kind of um, uh, roll up of the of, of, of the data. And if you've got and this this was happening for one client who brought us in and said, "Oh, things aren't working with our OKRs," and we said, "Right, let's have a look and see what's going on." And they had they had some OKRs that were on a two two month time frame, others that were on a four month, some that are on a five month, some that are on a seven month, and I went. Well, that's a big problem. Yeah. yeah, because you've got no coordination, no synchronization. And so that then means that capturing the data, reviewing progress is being done literally OKR by OKR as opposed to as a framework, mm. if you will. Um, so, you know, it may sound a, a bit like you're 
having to get in the practicalities and so on and so forth. But the thing is that this is just a starting point. This is a starting point. We're saying, right, okay, let's 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 try doing our check-ins every week. Yeah. But if you do if you do a, a, a retrospective at the end of the end of the quarter, as as we recommend in our methodology. That what one of the quite you know you're asking how are, how how okay is working for us what could what could be better about them if one of the suggestions is actually we don't need to check in weekly let's try fortnightly fine do it yeah, yeah do it you don't have to you know and so long as the you know so long as that change is reflected in in the playbook then that's then 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 that's fine just go and do it yeah if someone does move on to a two weekly kind of cycle um where they reflect I, I suppose they have the point in time where they actually reflect on that and say is two weekly working or do we move back to that weekly point so it's almost like going back to that old age kind of adage that we have about that test learn and adapt so um, if they put something in place great but make sure they reflect on it to make sure it works yeah well the, the simple structure for for the retrospectives is is what should we start doing what should we stop doing what should we keep doing mm. so if you use that structure Imagine you're at the end of the second quarter and you've changed from weekly check-ins to fortnightly check-ins. Then at the end of that second quarter, you ask the question, what should we keep doing? Well, actually, let's keep doing fortnightly check-ins because we found that they work. Yeah. Fine. Big thumbs up. That's it. Mm. Yeah. So, um, yeah, it's it, 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 it's it, it, having that, 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 that centralised um uh, agreed way of working with them is is worth its weight in gold and on that note that seems like a perfect line to sign off on it's worth its weight in gold so um thank you for joining <laughs> me um this is actually our last episode of the okr toolkit so um you can go back and obviously check out everything else we spoke about in this whole toolkit series it's very much an okrs 101 to get you kind of side and thinking about okrs if you are thinking about them and you'd like some support, please do get in touch at therebygiants.com or you can email us at growth at therebygiants.com. Um, as always, we're always interested in feedback on the podcast, so feel free again to reach out via that email channel or via social media. We'll definitely take on board your comments. So yeah, join us next time for a more regular episode of Giant Talk. We'll probably have a guest in conversation with us. Thanks, Roger. Thanks, Jenny.